Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you guys. Welcome to the Backpack Series. Today, we are joined with Holly Keski in Chicago. Um, I could go on about this amazing mother, but you know what? I'll let her talk about it herself. Holly, how about you tell us a little bit about you? Hi, uh, my name is Holly Keski Kester. Um, that is my married name, Kester. And uh, I'm in Chicago. I'm a Midwestern gal. Um, what else? I'm a mom. I have a toddler. Um, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a retired dancer. Um, just a hustler by nature. Yeah, I mean, that's, kind of me. that's, that's the, the, I love the nutshell. I love the thing in that, but I also didn't know you were a dancer before. You want to dive in a little bit about that? Was that something you did since you were like a little girl or is that? Yeah. Um, so I danced my whole life. Um, ever since I think I could walk. I think I was like two and a half, three when I was put in dance. And then, um, kind of growing up, I danced at, um, a competitive studio. So a competitive company, they had their regular classes and then they had their children's, um, competitive company, yeah. which would go to competitions. We would go perform. They were the one you would take more strict classes. Um, and I did that pretty much from eight years old until I went to high school and I took a break from that realm um, for many reasons and danced on the dance team in high school, wow. <laughs> um, which was great. It kind of was when you dance competitively, you are at the studio all the time. So that allowed me to kind of like be a teenager and have some friends. And then um, I went to college for dance. I have a bachelor in fine arts degree in dance and choreography. Yeah. And um, post college, I danced with um, a dance company in Milwaukee, and then toured a little bit with Kanye West. And then I followed my now husband here to Chicago, who was an actor at the time, and um, danced for one company for like two weeks, danced for another company for a year, freelanced, did some commercial work, TV dancing, commercial dancing. Um, and then I injured myself wow. at a um, audition for the Lyric Opera in a callback that was like six hours long. It was so fun. One of the best auditions I've ever six been to. Six hours of dancing, right? Yeah, and like aggressive, athletic, throwing yourself around. And um, I hurt myself, also didn't get booked, which is very normal. And so I took a little bit of time off from dancing um, rigorously like that, the audition life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of never went back. So um, while I was dancing and, you know, it's a hustle. Yeah. You work a bunch of different jobs um, is how I kind of got into fitness because it's movement, it's the yeah. body and that's what kind of led me there. But growing up while I was dancing, I ran track. I played soccer, um, always active. Definitely. I mean, that's that I'm just blown away how like you went through dancing and then hearing how even in dancing, like you got hurt in a callback and then that was it. They're like, all right, you're hurt. If that was the case, I don't know. But even in that, you're like, wow, you're just thrown onto your butt and you're left there. Um, but yeah. outside of dancing and that you did end up finding training and teaching and doing all those different things and being in something that is as, shall I say, 
very like a bunch of people are involved in it kind of like in dance a lot of people are involved a lot of people are involved with fitness and you're going to the studio every single day and you're seeing all these people and if you're in a competition it's constant day-to-day competing against whoever it is how have you been dealing with covid right now and being stuck at home um i know that's a really random twist but like going from such an active life to now being dormant yeah um you know, I think it changes every day, sometimes every hour. And I know everybody's kind of in this boat. So like at the beginning, it was like, okay, well now what? Yeah. So, um, I also have, I am 80, I have ADD. So I, I can't sit still very easily. Um, my mind can't sit still very easily either. So in the first like week or two, I realized how much I thrive on schedule, specifics, knowing what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, having an approach to it. And with that being thrown out the window, it was a little chaotic. You know, I think everybody kind of realized, especially with our work culture, the more you do, the more you whatever. Um, It was a nice kind of kick in the ass because I would like go to bed at night and think like, I felt busy all day, but I don't really know what I did kind of thing. Um, so those first two weeks were really hard. The second two weeks, we kind of got in a groove, especially um, being in a city with a small home and a kid and, you know, your spouse. You're not even used to being around your spouse yeah. this much. So um, it's been a learning curve. I think we're doing as good as we possibly can, given the um, circumstances, environment and the circumstances. Um being outdoors really helps. We have a lot of areas in our city that have been shut down. So like there's a running path along the lake that I know my husband and I love either to go for walks or for runs and that's been closed. So like when that happened, it was like a punch in the gut. We were like, Oh no, now what? And we've had crazy weather. Like yesterday we had a snowstorm and today there's no snow on the ground. And so like it's, um, it's, we would what we would give to be on a beach somewhere and be quarantined, but um, yeah, I mean we're good. It's a very big learning curve when it comes to your work life, your personal life, yeah, your mental state. Um, but we're choosing to embrace it, even yeah. the bad. It's speaking so. speaking of of ta- I mean taking the good out of all of it. And being present, I think that's the main thing. Like even with you right now, it does, there's a lot of things that can bring you down. It's just, I guess, like the outlook that you have on it as well. But you were talking about how great it would be to be on a beach. Did you have any plans set up that were impacted and affected? Actually, yeah. We had um, every year our family and sometimes family friends, I call them family, we all grew up together. We go on a trip and we had rented a home in Florida, mm-hmm. just outside of Disney, um, for a whole week. And, um, that we were going to go to Disney. So it was going to be my son's first time at Disney world, but also my husband's first time at what? Disney world. So, and we were only going to go for a day, um, wow. but we were going to Florida. So it was going to be warm in a house that was big with a pool in the backyard and it was supposed to be 90 degrees. And we were going to go to the Disney parks. And then Disney got shut down and, um, then it started to get, because we're, um, uh, a lot of my family lives in Wisconsin and Milwaukee, so they don't have quite as severe, yeah. 
they're they're now at shelter in place. They're now having to stay at home um, with stay at home orders. But Chicago is considered a hotspot, and so we were seeing the severity of it, and they quite weren't right. feeling it. So there was debate of like, well, we should still go, and we should still go, and then eventually we all just kind of made the choice of like, we have to do our parts. Yeah, it sucks. We can't go on vacation, but there's a bigger thing going on here. So that's pretty much the biggest thing that's been canceled was the vacation, which when you live in the Midwest in Chicago and it's dark and dreary and cold and wet, (laughs) there's nothing you want more than to go somewhere warm, but no, you I know. get it. I get it completely. I'm on the same page. I'm I'm locked up in a city right now, and I know what it's like being where you're in your confined four space, like four walls, whatever it may be, and that's the room that you get. Um, yeah. On a positive note, though, outside of like what could have been, is there any what will be? Like, have you been? Do you have any new ideas moving forward? Um, new ideas. Yeah, I think um, we all kind of have things we've wanted to work on that we now might have the opportunity to. Um, I actually just launched my own website, um, hollykeski.com. I've been working on it for um, probably about six to eight months, like working on it. Yeah. But I've always wanted to do it. Um, there's so many blogs. Like, you know, I kind of just had this, like, I've been thinking about it for a long time of, like, what is it about fitness that draws me to it? What is it about yeah. fitness that um, keeps me going? Because having a hot body is like great. <laughs> Feeling <laughs> healthy is a huge benefit. Yeah. To me, there's a little bit more to it. And um, I also am a lover and believer of really honest conversation and honest conversation where you might not agree with the person you're talking to, but there's no judgment. There's just questions and learnings and understandings. And um, so that's kind of what I was like mulling around. And I kept thinking, how the hell do I put this into one thing? Because fitness is my base, right? It's my core. It's where I, it's the business I love to work in. Kind of my calling. But I have this like thing on my shoulder that's like, but wait, but wait, but wait. So um, I launched my website and it houses a little bit of fitness. It also houses a blog. I'm going to say that loosely. Um, It's more of a forum. It's called the Space Hold. And a little background on it. Holding space or creating space are terms that... um, I learned when I was dancing, right? In a creative yeah. space, a space is given to you, a stage, a studio. Yeah. And you're then encouraged to create it, right? So the space has been created, like this space, right? Yeah. You created this space for us. And then in order for somebody to really share, create, open up, you have to hold the space for them. So there can't be judgment, feedback. Mm-hmm. suggestion on how to fix things um so i kind of learned that in like the dancing world um whereas you might have an opinion on somebody's creativity or movement style mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're right um so we would share feedback in a way that you could take or leave 
and how to change choreography or movement. And um, fast forward to me, um, I worked when you dance and when you work in fitness, you have a lot of side hustles sometimes. Yeah. So I worked in retail for a long time. And one of those retail jobs, the last retail job I held was at Lululemon. And one of the big things on how they coach their teens is by holding space or creating a space for somebody and then holding the space for that person to share. And I just felt like in a, in a current state, specifically in the United States, politically, um, it's a fucking mess. It's a <laughs> yeah. mess. And, um, and I have my opinions about the leadership and the decisions that are being made in this country and other people have theirs, but it's this all the time. And that's like politics is just one thing. And then there's the self care, self care movement. And then there's nutrition and then there's beauty and then there's how to raise your children, you know? So like there's yeah. all these things. And because we have now access to so much social media, social platform, which is great. People can use it to speak their voices and to reach out and, contribute to their communities, but it's also a space for someone to place an anonymous jab. Yeah. I think you're wrong. Well, I don't like you now. Well, I think, you know, and it's like, Oh, you know, there's benefit, there's pluses and minuses to it all. And so when it comes to fitness and the way I train and the way I coach, I tend to coach from a mindful perspective, a motivational perspective, and I also am like obsessed with the re the kinesthetic reasons as to why you're a trainer, as to why we move, mm -hmm. what muscles make you move, how do you make them more efficient, how do you make them more effective, what training yeah. protocols are going to work for your body, everybody has something different that works for them, what's the science that works the best. And so I wanted to create like a blog atmosphere that's that works on creating and holding space, the space hold for a topic, maybe more so around the mental health yeah. aspect, the soulful aspect of your fitness, the fitness of your mind, and marry that into physical fitness. Yeah. Um, that's how I train, and I feel like that's my thing. Um, I can tell you how to do a bicep curl, but when the bicep curl gets really hard, what's going to keep you going and that's this yeah. and over my years um of self exploration therapy different experiences success successes and failures i've learned that when this when my head when my mind is clean and healthy and thinking better my body responds better and then I also respect my body that better, yeah. so it then trains better. And so I, the point of that website um, and what I've launched is to find the marriage of those two things, because without one, you really can't, can't succeed the in the other. I mean, sorry, that was very long-winded. No, I don't know. No, if no, it's good. Sense, you but... answered you answered other questions that I usually ask, which is fine. But that carries me into another question, like you kind of brought up. I love that you're talking about how you like to motivate in another kind of way, but outside of how you teach and what you motivate towards anybody, what motivates you? What gets you going? Um, I am like, uh, well, my family, my kid, um, I, what makes me going, what gets me going to like work, the like very basis of work is supporting my family. 
and providing and living a life that's joyful <laughs> and full of love and that, but connection is like, I, is my major driver when it comes to my family and friends. I can tell when I don't feel connected because I feel insecure. Um, so connection with people, human beings, the observation of human beings is really what gets me going. And when it comes to training, when it comes to my job and what gets me out of bed in the morning, early mornings sometimes, like my first classes are at 5 a.m., which means my wake-up calls early and which means my nanny comes early. My husband's a pastry chef, so his job starts earlier than mine. So like early mornings can be not so fun and not so motivating, but knowing I'm going to a place where there are like-minded people in the room and having the honor of watching somebody do something that they didn't know they could do or attempting something that was scary for them, whether they succeeded or failed, they at least tried um, because I'm at their back and I'm telling them I'm going to support them. Um, That's my motivator. That's why I do what I do. That's um, like, it could make me cry right now. Um, There's so much more to fitness than just the physical and I feel blessed every day. Hashtag blessed. I know it's such a silly <laughs> saying, but I feel truly honored and blessed that people trust me with their bodies and their minds and that they allow me to be a part of that ride. Yeah. So that's my major motivator. That's No, it's a great motivator. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I'm kind of similar. Like I, I, I'm motivated by all the people who get up and do something every day or push themselves. I think my favorite thing you said was, even if they fail like that, that's such an important thing because like I was saying earlier, I was talking to Alexia earlier and I was saying, talking about failure where I was like, look, there's a difference between being able to just accept something that whether it happened outside of your control, like maybe you tried to grab a weight that was too heavy, but if you did it for like a rep or two, you did it. Like, you know what I mean? Or if you just didn't, you couldn't get it the one time acknowledging that it is too much and going down and accepting I think acceptance is a huge thing, but basically seeing people do stuff is what motivates me on the same end. But you were just kind of getting into my favorite question that I like to ask is what personal growth have you gained from fitness, not including the physical side? Um, I think it's allowed me to appreciate my body more Mm -hmm. Um, coming from a background in dance and this might not be the same for everybody um but coming from a background in dance i've had some serious um body issues Mm -hmm. and um poorly treating my body poorly talking about it and like i'm not healed from it those things are um they kind of live with you forever so you have to do the work to manage them but what it has when I was dancing, it was more of a frustration of like, well, why don't I look like that? And why can't I do that? And, oh, I suck. And she's better. That person's better. And what I've learned through fitness and through what I do is it's like, my life has nothing to do with that person. And if I continue to hold myself to somebody else's, well, it's my standard I've created, but if I hold my story and my physical being up against somebody who's not me, 
They weren't born with my body. They weren't born with my story. They weren't born with my purpose. Then I have set myself up continuously on repeat for, for failure. Um, or, um, there's a crazy amount of expectation. I think we put on ourselves when it comes to what's good and then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So it's, it's fitness and working in the fitness industry has allowed me to really see my strength physically. Um, it's allowed me to work through a lot of stuff when it comes to what I think I'm capable of Mm -hmm. and what I am capable of. And, um, it's allowed me to have a little bit more grace and practice, um, not forgiveness, but, um, understanding, I think of not every day is going to be awesome. Not every day is going to be perfect. You're going to experience more failure than success, but both provide you opportunities of learning, you know? Um, so on the days where they're not your best, what happened in that day that can you can take with you and, and apply to the days that maybe are better? Yeah. So um, there's like a few things I I always like live by is like because when it comes to fitness, failure is something you search for sometimes, right? In yeah. order to rebuild the muscle for it to be lean and strong, you have to break it down, which means you have to reach the point of failure or fatigue yeah. and I think sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, it's true in our real lives. Um, I always say the tough shit brings the good shit. And that's one of my mantras when I teach and (laughs) how I live. And it's very true. And in the moment, it's so tough. It's sometimes debilitating. Um, But when you get to the other side, because there's always another side, it might take years, it might take days. Um, You look back and you're like, you can kind of see oh, if I would have embraced that maybe a little bit better or if, would I, if I would have taken that note yeah. and applied it instead of just disregarding it, I would have maybe had a better time or learned more or progressed faster or had a better understanding scientifically of things. Um, and the other thing too is like um, you have two options a lot of times in life and in situations. You can quit or you can fail. One is a choice. The other is a result. You can choose to quit and never know, or you can choose to seek it, seek failure in pursuit of success, and you get a result. And so I always say, you know, um, I would rather you try and try and try and maybe fall short than step away because you're afraid. Yeah. You'll never know. You never know what you're capable of. If you don't try, so I would, I encourage people to seek failure in pursuit of their successes instead of quitting because they're afraid. Wow. I'm just saying, wow. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's like the truth. I love what you just said. I'm like, I'm not going to say I, I'm stealing it, but I'm definitely going to start shouting out Holly whenever I'm like, man, I talked to Holly and had the best like thing I heard because it's true. One's a choice. One, you still, you saw it. Like, I don't think anybody is choosing to seek for failure. You, it just happens. And it's kind of something you got to kind of deal with. And it's going to happen more than success. Yep. Like, let's just be real. And you talk to any successful person, whether it be fitness or business or whatever, family, failure you is a part of it. fail way more than you succeed. And now, like, don't get me wrong, Sam. I'm, I'm no perfect person. Like, <laughs> I, I go through shit all the time. 
I have really bad days, sometimes more often than good days. Um, so this is just a, it's a reminder. It's a practice, yeah. right? Like it's the medicine you take every day. It's the, you have to put it into practice. Definitely. Um, even though like I want to keep hearing more and as we're starting to get towards the end, the one thing I want to carry this kind of into as well and talking about a lot of the mental approach you have, is there anything that you're involved with um, or something you have coming up that people can get involved with or be on the lookout for? I know you mentioned your website. That's something. Yeah, that's something. Um, you can check me out there. It just launched. And because of the current pandemic, um, it's not as needy as I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. So bear with me as I try and create um, content for that. Yes. Um, but no, I, so I guess I didn't mention this. I am a senior instructor at Barry Chicago mm-hmm. and, um, something I'm involved in right now is their Barry's at home platform. They just launched. Yeah. And so we're bringing the red room. If you don't know what the red room <laughs> is, we're not talking about um, 50 shades of gray. We're talking about the workout space. The studio is dark and red and mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but because everything's closed, we're trying to bring the community that Barry's has, which is insane and awesome and huge and lifting. It's full of really incredible people, yeah. clients to employees to CEOs. Um, we're bringing it to your living room. And so you can take class with trainers on the East Coast, the West Coast, or um, the Midwest Central yeah. Time, right to your living room via Zoom. And um, that launched this past week. And I have to tell you, I like cried the first class I taught. <laughs> the, the One of the managers who was moderating my class afterwards, everybody, you know, we hung up and we like both stared at each other and we're like, oh, that was something, you know, like yeah. um, not only the best physical burn class-wise or sweat-wise I've gotten since um, this has all happened. So like the workout is effective and it's yeah. tough and it's good, but the most emotionally connected I felt to people um me in my ears you know my head my um like my bows my bows um speakers or microphone you had them when we did when we did it with them you know like yeah yeah. um (laughs) I'm doing the workouts too it's not just me walking around the room with like my hair curled and a cute pony which is you know my earrings on which I'm kind of known for but um I'm doing every rep so I'm with you. And so the motivational aspect from how I coach to what I'm seeing projected at me on my screen is like quadrupled from yes. what we've experienced since we've been here. And so it's been um, incredibly rewarding. So that's where you can kind of find me. Barry's at home. I'm in the central um, time and um, you can sign up for class. There are 35 minute classes with Barry's bonding afterwards. You can hang out with your trainer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We can ask questions about fitness or just how you would when you're leaving the studio and you stop and talk to the trainers. Um, there's that. And so you can find me either on Instagram, Holly Kesky Kester, um, my website, hollykesky.com, or we can sweat together at um, Barry's at home. So those okay. are the things that are going on right now. Um, that's really it. No, that's, that's Not like too much else. No, but, I mean, like I was going to say, because you already kind of just said all the places where people can find you at Holly Kesky Kesker, um, at home at Barry's and on your website, hollykesky.com. 
Mm-hmm. And then last thing I'll ask you in another way, do you have any final thoughts you want to say before we jump off? You have like a minute to max before this thing ends. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> pressure. You know, I've talked to Sam before and um, digress is my middle name. <laughs> um, I just, what do I want to say? Um, keep moving. Mm-hmm. Stay connected. Make sure your mental health is more of a priority sometimes than your physical health and meaning, um, workout wise and, um, take, take care of yourself. And in these current times, I just want to remind people that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And a lot, 99% of the people in the world are in your boat. They might not be showing it. So um, if we allow ourselves to learn from this experience, maybe become more empathetic, more graceful, more forgiving, and more understanding, we might see that um, these facades that are all over our social media platforms that are perfect aren't real. And that's okay because that's real life. So um, my final words are to take care of yourself, to reach out when you need something, and um, stay safe and healthy. And we'll see each other on the other side because there's another side. Well, that was the best. Like that's the best note. It's okay to not be okay. I love that to end it out because it's true. Um, Holly, thank you so much for joining on. Everybody who tuned in, you guys, thank you so much as well. Um, Holly, I got to say it again. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great getting to talk to you again, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Sam. So fun. Yeah. Love it. See ya. Bye.